welcome to Wonderings and Musings. This week, I've been thinking a lot about God, or rather, Jesus. So, God in human form. And then I went ahead and saw a TikTok about this Christian TikToker who she does all these modern versions of the Bible, which is so hilarious. Um, but this time she talked about Jesus in a very human way. And I think some people got offended about her video, and so she made a reply. I didn't watch the initial video, but the reply was um, if you're offended and you feel like it's blasphemy, that's just because you never think of Christ as man, but he was very much man, meaning he sweated, um, you know, he, he got angry, he got tired, uh, he farted, <laughs> you know, these are very human aspects of Christ that very much existed, that were very, very real. And in thinking of that, it just added up to everything that I was thinking about, because I've been thinking about how Jesus was 30 when he started his ministry and 33 when he died. So depending on a lot of things, I don't know, Mary's genetics or maybe the way just God designed um, the body of, of Christ, that Christ took up. But he wasn't that, I feel like he wasn't that tall, you know, from the way the Bible describes him. He was not, he was not a man that you would look twice at. He was very ordinary looking. Um, so he was probably not tall. He was because tall people you'd look twice at even if they're not um, particularly beautiful you would look twice at them but Jesus was somebody who didn't look twice at so if you saw him in a crowd you probably would not remember him and I was just thinking about how it's so interesting that this man this very young man was going around answering Pharisees who are probably like in their 50s and 60s people who've been studying the law since forever and just going like you brood of vipers or all of those very interesting um answers that jesus used to give and i just found that very, like wow it must have been a time it it must have been something to to see um many of these people were married his disciples when he called them they were fully grown humans and i just find it weird how in today's world uh we have a hard time believing in younger pastors and all of that people are so oh are these even real preachers oh what do they know about god oh blah 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 this is very very weird to me but anyway that's not what i want to talk about i want to talk about how bold um jesus had to be to be this very plain looking young man claiming to be god and just going around and saying some of the most (laughs) interesting Mm -hmm. things that had um the pharisees calling him you know blasphemous and all that imagine calling god blasphemous but anyway where was i going with this thought jesus and his humanness and saying all of these bold things i wonder why we're um, we are not as bold um i don't know i wonder when at what point the church just simmered down and was a bit you know is like afraid to talk about the gospel or to like preach because you know when jesus came he had like a sense of urgency to get people saved 
but we don't have that we don't really have that sense of urgency i feel like yeah we go to church and then we feel motivated we feel very motivated to like um preach maybe one two days and then after that we're just like hey if people want to get saved they'll get saved a bit more selfish about the word and i don't know man it's just it's very interesting again where was i going with this thought jesus in the temple and how interesting that must have looked for a 31 year old i think he was 31 when he did that maybe 30 when he went into the temple and started whipping people and it's very interesting the way he does that because in our lives in our day-to-day lives as christians they're what i like to call rude awakenings in christianity things like god is more interested in your character than your happiness or god is 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 preparing you for eternity and so you know preparing you in holiness to live a holy life because that's what you're going to spend the rest of your life doing you know being holy i guess it's going to be easier then so sometimes it kind of really doesn't make sense like why do we need to be prepared if it's going to transform us anyway but i don't know man all i know is that he says he's preparing us for where he went and so we need to be preparing here but it's just there are all these very rude awakenings that are kind of like jesus walking through that temple and just throwing things around and whipping them honestly i don't even know how nobody sued him or called the police on him but anyway <laughs> we move forward to my actual thought which is the rude awakenings that we get in our christian walk which can be being interrupted by god um there is a prayer that i heard in a sermon once which was a woman once prayed that you know she had been fighting with god about something and then finally she just came to this place of surrender and she prayed god i'm willing to be in to be inconvenienced or to be interrupted and it's been something that i've taken with me for a while because i experienced that in my life where i just i wanted something so bad and i tried every which way but it didn't work out and i feel like god was teaching me to let go of control and ever since i just pray i'm like i'm willing to be inconvenienced you know i'm willing to be interrupted what is it that you want me to do of course there's been struggles and there's been moments sometimes years even that i've fought with god over things that i'm just like i don't want to do this but then at the end of the day i got really interrupted so <laughs> speaking of being interrupted by god um uh, but yeah so you got to come to a place where you're willing to be inconvenienced and interrupted and in truth it's not really being inconvenienced it only feels like we're being inconvenienced because we get wrapped up in the idea of who we are supposed to be the person that we have created in our minds and the reason it feels like inconveniencing is the reason it feels like you're being inconvenienced is because you have an idea of yourself and what you're supposed to be doing and where you're at but then because most of us get saved after we've already created this image of ourselves and when we start to align ourselves with who God wants us to be we find that some of the things God intended for us are seriously not on our bucket list and so it feels like a lot of work it feels inconveniencing to say the list um on God's schedule you might be needed in Kenya in some village i don't know uh raising money 
to make schools or build hospitals but on your schedule you're supposed to be running a company and it's supposed to be in its third year by now and so when god comes and says you need to leave this business and go to kenya you start to think why why would you do this to me you don't you don't love me you you know that i've wanted this my whole life and god is like yeah but then again you signed up to be a vessel I think that's one of the hardest that's one of the hardest things that we come to terms with as Christians accepting that we are vessels vessels that if we're not vessels that if we're not really in sync with God we can sometimes feel frustrated or tricked or betrayed but once we get in sync with God once we make every step you know the bible we love to quote scriptures like the steps of the righteous are ordered by the lord but in truth is that we don't actually ask the lord what our steps are we just take steps and then when we get to that bridge after taking 100 steps without him we're like oh god where am i supposed to be what am i supposed to be doing and then god is like oh you're supposed to be in the other direction <laughs> And you just took a hundred steps towards a bridge that you thought you were supposed to be going to. And God says, nah, not really. It's supposed to be 400 steps in the other direction. And now it feels like a lot more work. Because when we started taking that first step, we didn't think about it. I like to think about that song. There's a Michael Jackson song. And when he was dancing, he only danced in the lighted paths. And every time I think about God ordering our steps, it's like that, you know. You should only dance you should only take a step if god says take a step and if he says don't take a step well then don't take a step and sometimes it's frustrating or it's a lot and sometimes it feels like why isn't god allowing me to take a step but it's okay it's better to not take a step for five years than to take 1500 steps only for god to be like uh, <laughs> yeah yes i'm supposed to be going the other way so it's just very interesting to me and yeah i'm trying to see why we started from the whole human aspect of god i just find it very interesting about jesus being that young and doing such interesting things um i've also always found it interesting how god decided that he should start his ministry that at 30 and then die at 33 like why did he stay longer you know to be to age and all of that stuff but like he said, if I don't go, then the Holy Spirit won't come. And then not everyone who experienced me. And the idea is for God to save us all and for everyone to experience him. So I guess but Jesus' story is very interesting. And I look forward to meeting him. Um, there's a scripture I read long ago that I've kept with me about how the earth and all of its trials are like birth pains. Once you give birth, you, you don't think of all of that. And so it's like when you get to heaven or the new Jerusalem, you won't think of any of that. You really won't be like, oh, but why did what? Why did? Because I feel like every person <laughs> kind of imagines heaven as this place where we're going to now start asking God questions like, why didn't you what? Why did you let my mother die at this point? Why did you let me get sick? All of that. You you really won't care. And I it's it's such a hard truth to come to terms with. But the thing is, 
when you get to heaven you won't care about those things because it'll all be gone and you'll just be looking at the forever that's be that's before you the very beautiful forever the very perfect forever that's before you that all of this life your 40 50 60 100 years on earth will be nothing they'll really all just be meaningless in the words of solomon you know life and all of this you will see how it it was such in a in as much as it might have been significant but it was such a small dot it was like very very small it was just it was such a small part of your life it's kind of like going to kindergarten you know we don't really remember what happens baby class like you go they tell you you're supposed to go and that it's important for something and you go but do you remember it no you'll remember nothing of that part maybe you'll remember one or two things but like when you look back it's like ah, but what was even the point what was it for what did it really train you for it was like people have started school from grade one and they, they they were just fine um maybe life has some real deep meaning to it i don't know i'm i am of the school thought that life is very very meaningless but um yeah <laughs> life and its intric intricacies all in all i hope you get to a point that you're willing to be inconvenienced or interrupted by god and even better still i i pray that we all get to the point where we are so in sync with god that we are not interrupted because his plans are our plans you know his thoughts for us are our thoughts for us bill johnson likes to say I don't allow myself to have thoughts about myself that God does not have of me. That's a very powerful thing. You know, not only in the... I feel like we love God's thoughts when we're feeling down. You know, when you feel not so pretty, when you feel not so accomplished as you're like. God says I'm the head and not the tail. God says I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. <laughs> but when we're good, when we're, when we're in a good headspace, you don't really like to think, what does God say of me? What, what does he... What is God saying of me now? What does God, where does God say I should be right here, right now? And I just pray for everyone that's listening to this, whoever listens to this, that we get to that point where we are very much in sync with God, that we are not interrupted. And even when it feels like we're being interrupted, may we be joyfully interrupted. You know, I don't like surprises, but you know, I'm surprised that I like money. <laughs> even if you tell me, could you come and pick up eight like could you come to Manahu and get money and i had no business getting up that day that's a surprise i'm very well like I, i'm very open to receiving money okay um i hope we all get excited for god's plans for our lives the way we get excited about our loved ones coming to visit us randomly or people sending us money randomly or you know i don't know getting pregnant when you didn't expect it you know all of those little joys all of those beautiful surprises i hope we get excited about god that way i hope we get excited about his plans for us in in that manner such that even when you're not thinking about it even if you've never thought of jamaica and then god says i, I want i want you to go to jamaica 
there's somebody that I need you to go and meet because God is deliberate like that. You know, you could fly all the way to Jamaica and he just has a mission for you for one person. And so, and he takes you to Jamaica and she's like, wow, God, we're going to Jamaica. Yes, let's do this. Wow. That's so exciting. Where's my passport? Let's get my passport ready. You know, I hope we get to a point in our lives where our relationship with God is that exciting that, that we're excited about every little thing. May we fall so in love with God that, we don't care where we are as long as we're with him. Um, you know that beautiful honeymoon feeling in a new relationship where it's just like, Ine, as long as I'm with my loved one. I hope we get to a point where we are like that with God. That even if he makes us cross all the oceans, we're just like, as long as I'm with God, I'm good. And not in a self-praising self-righteous way where we can prove to other christians that we are we are stronger we are more trusting of god or we're more holy or whatever but just because we really really are in love with god we are that in love with god that it doesn't matter where he takes us we are never alone we never feel alone we never feel betrayed we never feel inconvenienced we never feel interrupted by him when we get to a point where the holy spirit speaking to us is not strange it's not something that is bewildering or we are doubtful of it's not something that we're like oh my goodness like it's like that i don't know what i can think of it like the president has talked to you know people are like yeah i met the president because you know it's such an honor and yes you know god is great and he's mighty and we must keep our respect but the reason that the Holy Spirit is within us is so that we have that companionship with God. So that we have that, so that it's not, he removed that that right, that whole only the priest of the priests can come and, you know, have that fellowship with me. He's like, I want all of you. I want all of you to come and fellowship with me one-on-one. I want you to know me personally. And so if God can take that step, I hope we can take that step. We were just like, I want to be with God all the time. I, I want his voice to be something that I'm very acquainted with. I want his thoughts for my life to not be surprising, to not be something that shock me or depress me or, sa- or sadden me. You know, there's a scripture that the blessing of the Lord um, adds no sorrow. And I feel like that can only be true if we genuinely love and trust what he has for us. If we completely let go of the control that we so desperately love to have over our lives, this this eager need that we have to tell people that we have an answer for things that we we know what's happening god is just like you know you don't really need to know everything that's happening i know what's happening and that should be enough for you and so when he says the sea is gonna part we don't ask him like are you sure are you sure the sea is going to part do you want me to make a boat no he's just like okay cool the sea is gonna part that's just it no questions about it it's not surprising because we know god works miracles you know when he says the cancer is going to go you just trust that the cancer is going to go when he says you're going to get that job you trust that you're going to get that job when he says you're going to raise that money that you need to raise you are and it's not surprising it's not (sighs) but our humanness our very very real humanness it limits us in such terrible ways and I don't know many people. I haven't met many people in my life. And so I don't have many testimonies of people that have completely put their flesh to death. But 
I do pray for that for myself and for everybody else around me. That we can put the flesh to death and know its limitations. And we could just enjoy God. But then the thought arises that that full experience of God is meant <clears throat> for heaven. For the next life. And our bodies will always be limiting. But as much as we can, I pray that we experience God in glorious ways. In very, very beautiful, intimate, glorious ways. I pray we become Christians in a time that's very eager to not believe in God. I pray that we become Christians that are so radical, that just are so believing of God's miracles, that even with all of the tech, all of the science, all of the knowledge that we think we've acquired, we still very much believe in a God of miracles, in a God that speaks, and he speaks now, he speaks in the present, a God that still works wonders, you know, that dissolves metals and, and heals the blind. I pray that we become Christians that are comfortable with miracles, that don't feel awkward when testimonies are being given about people who've been lame their whole lives just randomly walking at a conference or people miraculously losing weight or people miraculously getting jobs or people miraculously having money because these are very real things very true things that god can do that god has done and there's so much more in the words of christ you would do so much more than i those who believe in me they would do so much even more than this so you can imagine everything that christ did even more so is what god has in store for you those are the plans that god has for us and it just <sighs> i pray that we can overcome our humanness and and be bold like christ was just very very sure of who we are in christ very sure of the god that we serve very trusting of the God that we serve. <laughs> and that's been it. And those are my thoughts. Thank you for wondering with me.